Welcome to the Yoga Inspired Life Podcast. I'm your host, Shayla Quinn, and together we'll go on a journey of self-discovery as we explore all of the inner workings of what it means to live an inspired life. Join me for solo episodes and conversations with special guests for real, authentic deep dives into all things yoga, wellness, self-love, mindfulness, and everything in between. If you're ready to get inspired, learn, grow, evolve, to connect, and up-level your life, then you've come to the right place. I am beyond excited that you're here, so let's dive in. Hi, babe. Welcome back to the pod or welcome to the podcast. If this is your first episode of mine that you're listening, I'm so happy to have you. Today, we are chatting with my friend, Jules Acree, who is a content creator, YouTuber, and entrepreneur based in Austin, Texas. Jules and I have been friends online for quite some time, and a couple of years ago, we got the chance to meet IRL when I was teaching yoga at South by Southwest in Austin, and we have stayed in touch ever since then, and it's been so fun to watch her grow, change, and evolve online, and I'm so excited to have her on the show today to chat all things mindful productivity, which if you follow me and my journey, you know I'm in need of all of the tips that I can get. In this episode, we got into how to avoid decision fatigue, mindful productivity, tips for avoiding burnout, and the need to be chronically busy. She shares about how she cultivates balance within her life and work. We talk about self-care, how to create systems to cultivate more balance in life and give yourself more free time in your calendar. We touched on setting healthy boundaries and so much more. This conversation that I had with Jules really inspired me to take a look at the way I'm living my life and see where I I can create space and set better boundaries. And she just had so many great tips and ideas to share. So I know you're going to love this chat that we had. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode with the lovely Jules Acre. Jules, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you for having me on. (laughs) This feels long overdue. And I already, you just have such a calm presence. I feel like hopping on this call with you already. I'm like, ah. (laughs) I'm ready for you to give us all the tips and tools to tap into that mindful productivity and all of the good stuff that you share across your social media platforms. But before we dive in, for those in my community who are not familiar with you, I would love if you could just share a little bit about yourself and share about what you do. Yeah, um, I am a digital content creator. I primarily focus on video content creation on YouTube, and I talk a lot about intentional living, mindful productivity, and self-care. Those are the topics I'm most passionate about. Um, I also love sharing digital organization and tools to help simplify your life. So that's the type of content that I create and that you can expect over on my my, uh, channels. Love that. And have you always been into this or was there something that was the catalyst for you to dive deeper into this? Cause I know you used to share a lot about yoga, which is how I found mm-hmm. you. Yeah. I mean, I started in yoga and in the wellness space. Um, but at my blog was, it's like eight and a half years old now. It's crazy how long I've been doing this. So obviously as time goes on, you evolve as a person and just as a business owner. And I've learned that through entrepreneurship and just working for myself, that there are different things that I 
was doing that just wasn't sustainable for my mental health and just for the health of my business too. So that's when I started to get into organization digitally and all of that really impacted my mental health. I feel that so much. And that's part of the reason why I'm so excited to have you on because I struggle with all of those things. I'm organized, but I am finding that I'm chronically busy all of the time. And I know that's partly because it's, it became a habit and a coping mechanism for me, but Mm -hmm. it also is just like the age that we're living in. I feel like it's, it's shifting a little bit now more so than it has over the past, you know, five ish years, but it's still really challenging for me to allow myself to rest and do less. I feel guilt and shame. And I know a lot Mm -hmm. of people do. What is your take on that? And how can we start to shift away from that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's getting harder and harder because more of our lives are lived online and whether we like it or not, things are shifting. There's the metaverse. There's so many different especially with the pandemic, you know, we've learned how to gather digitally and connect digitally since we couldn't meet in person. Um, And we're just going to continue to get more and more uh, involved in our digital spaces. So I think setting boundaries is something that we have to really put into practice, but I know it's easier said than done. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, I, I've been doing this for several years and it was a lot of trial and error and learning what resonates, what resonates with me, what doesn't, what sticks, what's something I can actually keep up with, what are the different tools that I can add to my toolbox. And so anytime I share these tips, I just hope that people can add it to their toolbox and decide like what actually is working for them and leave what doesn't. So I just think that as we continue to go through life and learn in this digital day and age, we're going to have to get really good at um, learning our learning what works for us and what's sustainable because otherwise it's just going to learn to it's just going to lead to burnout and um, you know it's just not a way to operate if we're constantly feeling like we have this never ending to do list we're never able to give back to our own mental health our own self care it's that's me yeah it it takes us out of the moment of living our life because we're constantly going after the next thing and trying to achieve more and do more. And is there ever an ending point? So how do we find that fulfillment and in the now and be happy with where we're at and still want to grow, but still celebrate where we're currently at? Yeah, it's really challenging. I find myself constantly and I get a lot of feedback from people in my community that feel the same way where it's like, there's always so much to do it never stops. I find myself saying that and I will out loud be like, stop Shayla. Don't say that. Don't manifest more of that because it is challenging when you do want to grow. And especially when you work for yourself, but anytime you're in a situation where you're looking to expand and up level, and there is always more that can be done, you know, and it's hard to find that happy medium and be okay with where you're at while working for what you want. I feel like I'm in this mindset of like, if I don't do X, Y, Z, I'm not going to be able to move forward. And a lot of the times it's us comparing ourselves to other people's timelines, because without those external factors, would we, would we really even want those things? Like, why do we want that extra thing added to our plate? Why do we want to go after that new goal? Is it because 
it's going to bring us joy, fulfillment, and bring us more financial freedom? Or do we feel like it's something we need to add to our plate to impress other people who really don't care? (laughs) Totally. And I can't speak for everyone listening. I can just say, for example, myself, it's like, I would love the financial freedom. I would love Mm -hmm. to own a home and not have to rent and deal with neighbors or whatever it is. And it's, it's a tough thing because maybe my heart's in the right place, but then I end up just kind of, like you said, I get into this cycle of hitting burnout. And I know a lot of people struggle with this. I go, go, go hit burnout. And then I'm like depleted and empty. And then all of a sudden I recoup my energy and then I'm back in the cycle and it's not sustainable at all. My question for you is what are a couple of actionable steps that anyone who's listening right now that might be struggling with that too, what, what can we start to do to minimize the possibility of burnout and start to put in some mindful productivity practices into place? So I feel like we don't really realize how often our attention is, um, how often we get distracted throughout the day and how those micro distractions can add up and really just drain our time and our energy. So where I like to start is to first look at my physical space. Is it, is it out of order? Is it messy? Is it, is there, is it an organized chaos or can, is there something I can do to simplify it and just feel like I'm in a calming creative environment that I'm excited to be in. So I think when there's physical mess surrounding me, I, I personally get a lot of anxiety and it puts me in a bad mood. I'm more snappy. I feel more frazzled. So I know that in order to get the most out of my day, I first and foremost need to just have like a five minute tidy up every day, um, clearing off my desk and putting things back where they belong. After my physical space, there's so many things you can tweak to your digital space to make that also feel like a calming, exciting place to be. So for me, I use Notion, which is an all-in-one digital platform, and it has pretty much eliminated all of the other productivity tools out there like Asana, um, Trello, all any Google Drive, Google Sheets, Docs, all of that. I don't use that anymore unless someone shares a Google Doc with me, and I'll be like, sure, I'll use this. But like, for my own systems and with my team, we use Notion. Everything's in one place. And it's really fun to organize. It's really fun to customize, make it aesthetic, make it pretty. I really like my digital space to feel exciting and creative. So, you know, like for my Google Calendar, I changed all the colors so that it felt more calming since I'm going to be looking at it all day. I changed my desktop wallpaper, things as simple as decluttering your desktop putting a really fun, beautiful background that's calming, Um, you know, just getting more digitally organized. These small little tweaks have made such an impact on me, my workflow, my, my just ability to focus. So that's like the very small steps you can take. There's obviously more in-depth things that we can dive into, but that's where I would start physical, digital. I love yeah. that. I'm not, I'm the same way with my space. I'm like, if, if things are out of order and a mess, I'm like, I'm not a fun person to be around and I can't <laughs> focus. I'm like, I've got to get my space cleared. Or even if things feel super cluttered, can I purge anything? Can I let anything go and create some space? So I'm with you on that one. And I've definitely seen you speak about notion. Is that something that just one single person can use, or is that a platform where it makes more sense if you're working with a team? It's actually, I feel like it's perfect for personal use and for 
um, solopreneurs, you don't necessarily have to integrate it with the team. So it's free for personal use and it starts to cost money when you're adding like other users that you want to share things with, or you have like a ton of like video files and just like a lot of space. Mm -hmm. Um, but for most solo, like for most individuals, it it's free for forever. Um, and I definitely recommend like your content creator. I feel like most small businesses or any sort of entrepreneur needs to create some sort of content, whether it's on social media or an email list, you can plan all of that out in notion. Like I write my email newsletters in my notion and we kind of like plan, we have a template. So everything's just kind of copy paste paste. We don't have to work from scratch every time. And that really saves me time and energy because it's not, like I have to think of, okay, what do I need to do to launch a newsletter? What do I need to do to launch a new video? Oh, I have a checklist. That's a part of a template and it's a part of a system. So I know these are the things I need to do. And I check it off my list instead of sitting here, forgetting what I need to do and like taking time, trying to like start from zero. Yes. it sounds like it's, you just streamline everything and reduce the amount of decisions that you have to make. Yes. Yeah. Reduce decision fatigue. That is the biggest thing. Yeah. I know. I, I get to these points sometimes where I'm like, I, I cannot, I cannot make a decision. I don't care. I don't know. I do care, but I just can't make a choice. And so that's a real thing. What are some other ways that you, or things that you've done that help you make less decisions during the day? If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it starts the night before. So, you know, um, I'll set out my workout clothes for the next day. I already have my to-do list pre-written out for the week. And then at the end of each workday, I'll kind of jot last minute thoughts while I'm still in that flow state. Um, so that way, when I get to my desk the next day, I'm not like, okay, what was I doing? What do I need to do? I already have it written down. Um, for trying to fit in like self-care and workouts, I try to plan that all in advance and just schedule it ahead of time. I personally need accountability of paying for something to show so up. Do I. Yeah. Same. Same. <laughs> so like I finally started orange theory again and I'm, I have eight classes a month. Yeah, I've got to go. I, too. Yeah. I can't cancel. So I, I just booked that in advance. And actually one of the things, one of the shifts I've made recently to reduce decision-making is stopping class pass because class pass was something where I felt like each week I had to look at all the different classes, all the different studios, all the different times. And it was just too many decisions to make. So I'm like, no, what is one place I can go same time, same day. I just, I picked an appointment. Yeah. I do the same thing with berries. It was such a game changer for me when I just did that monthly eight class membership. I do the exact same thing. I go twice a week. I do not cancel because I've already paid. I will lose the class. It's just an easy way to kind of hook me into the habit. I love that. Yeah. And when you do all these little shifts and little habits that free up your decision-making, free up your energy, it amounts to some more time. And like, I have more time to not be working because, you know, like a lot of times people think of productivity as how I can get more done, be super efficient so I can keep doing more and more and reaching these goals and this and that. That's definitely one angle. But for me, I approach it as I want to create space so that I can be in my own person outside of my day job and I can live my life and take Fridays off and 
you know, be a good friend and be able to hang out after work and not be thinking about what I need to do the next day or worrying about it or having Sunday scaries or anything like that. So the more I can be efficient with the time I do have when I'm doing my work, the more I can just live my life and be a human being and not feel guilty. Even if I'm just sitting on my couch watching Korean dramas, that's my goal for more time and space. Yeah. Energy. Yeah. Have you always been like that? Because I, I do not take time off. I don't have a life outside of my work. <laughs> I see my friends every now and then, and I do, I do go to my workouts and stuff like that, but I am always working. And I think it's hard too, because I really enjoy it. Be, it would be what I would be doing if I wasn't getting paid, you know, it's like my hobby, but it's, it's not, it's not healthy. Help. I think, <laughs> what I do think I do? That, <laughs> well, I think one is acknowledging like that you enjoy working and that that's not a bad thing. Everyone has different thresholds for how much they're going to work. But if you're feeling like you're in this constant cycle of like hustle and then burnout, then mm-hmm. something might need to shift. Um, and it doesn't happen overnight. It's something that happens over time. And it just comes with like you integrating better systems, being more efficient, knowing when to say no and setting boundaries. But it's not something that like, it's not something that I personally have always been good at. It's something that I had to build and learn Mm. because I'm very much first and foremost, I hated structure. I hated the idea of having a set routine or feeling like I was in this box. And I learned through being like a very free spirit Libra, not a good decision maker, I learned that structure is actually my best friend because I'm more creative when I have structure for the things that I don't care about or for the things that are like really boring admin tasks. When I can have that routine and know that I show up and do those things on those days at that time, then I can go and be creative and do what I love doing, which is filming and storytelling and creating content, um, writing, those types of things. I have more space for those things that I love and enjoy doing. So it takes time, small steps, small steps, but done consistently versus going all in and burning out. Yeah, totally. I know that you do a lot. You have YouTube, you have your Instagram, you have your program, you have a shop now. How do you balance it all? And what does, what is your typical work week look like? Like, how do you set up boundaries? What does that look like for you? So yeah, I have like a lot of different things going on, but I don't do it alone. I have two girls who work with me. I have a manager who helps with my partnerships. So like it's, there's a bunch of different like contractors and people that help make it possible that have helped me scale, but it wasn't always like that. You know, when it was just me or maybe I would have just one VA, I just had to become a master delegator and really be able to know what are my strengths and what are the things that I shouldn't be doing because I'm not good at it. It's taking me a lot of time. And how can I invest in these areas of my business so that it'll end up helping me become more profitable because I'm not the one in charge of it. And the person who's actually good at it and strategic at it can be doing that instead. So Mm. I think it came down to like investing in the right people, you know, at the right time in my business when I could do that. So like for me, a typical work week, Oh, let's see. Well, I have my themed work days. I do um, task batching and time blocking, and that's how I feel like I'm able to really optimize my time. Um, Mondays and Wednesdays are my potato days. So like I don't typically do 
meetings or podcasts or anything like that on these days. But I love that it's not like on video or anything because <laughs> I'm like in my potato day wardrobe, which is yoga pants and no makeup. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so typically on a potato day, I would do like my email admin catch up and then I'll start writing and scripting my next video, kind of planning out what my next content's going to be and just really being in like that computer work mode. And I can either work um, from a coffee shop with a friend and I'm, I'm not really worrying about creating content. And by doing it that way, by having these Monday and Wednesday potato days, it really takes the pressure off me of having to constantly create. Because I think when you're a content creator, you're always hit with like, oh, I want, I could film that. I can document that. There has to be a line draw where it's like, I cannot be creating 24 seven and not living my life. There's other things that I need to be doing. So by taking that pressure off and knowing Mondays and Wednesdays, I can just be sweaty and in my yoga pants and not really care or be in front of a camera. It, it just relieves a lot of pressure for me. And, um, I'm able to show up more fully and create the best content that I can on Tuesdays and Thursdays, because those are the days that I'm getting dressed and putting my makeup on, doing my winged eyeliner, like whatever it is, like I'm doing it on that day. So I try to batch when I'm creating that content. And then because I already have makeup on and I'm looking more presentable, I'll typically do like video meetings on those days, but it's definitely by task batching. It's helped me not have my calendar be a free for all and allow, you know, any meeting at any time, I, it's really helped me streamline that process. And then do you take a full day off every week or do you take two days off or how do you structure? Yeah, I typically work, um, full Monday through Thursday, full work days, um, like nine, nine to six or so. Um, and then I take Fridays off, but it's one of those days where like my video, my videos go live on Friday. So in the morning, I'll just kind of be making sure everything is scheduled and it's going live as it should. And then after that, I'll typically like go to a coffee shop with a friend or I'll be, um, studying Korean. I'm learning Korean and there's just like, it's like my personal growth days where I can like spend more time learning or doing something that is not necessarily related to like my day-to-day work tasks. It could be like a project, whatever I want it to be. It's just like, I'm not on email. I'm not in my workday workflow it's mm-hmm. a Friday and then yeah. I take the weekends off. I love that. You know, the free time and the space within your calendar, whether you're a content creator or a full-time stay-at-home mom or anything like that, like giving yourself time and space to be a human being, not a human doing <laughs> is just such a game changer. That's where your big ideas and your solutions kind of come through. It's similar to, you know, taking time to sit in meditation. It's giving yourself an opportunity to be still, but that can feel sometimes unproductive to be doing nothing. Do you know what I mean? My goal with like helping people feel like they don't need to be optimizing every moment of every day. It's kind of like optimize where it matters, but then when it's time to rest, rest. Cause if you're sitting there, you know, feeling guilty about taking time off, then you're really not enjoying that time off. And it's kind of defeating the purpose of what rest is because we need it in order to function and to be creative and to have new sparks of inspiration and ideas. 
But if we're constantly in the doing mode, the creating mode, or even the consumption mode, yes, then it can really take us out of the moment. So I think like if you have a hard time setting that boundary and just knowing when it's time to pause, I really like to lean on my friends as accountability. I like to call up my friends and say, like, I am having a hard time. Just like I'm in this funk. Can we go for a walk and we'll leave our phones at home or leave them in the car? Mm-hmm. And it really just helps me. I come up with my best ideas usually when I'm outside in nature or walking my dog. Mm-hmm. And if I'm on my phone while walking my dog, or if I'm doing something that takes me out of that moment, then it's not really, I'm not fully enjoying that space. So I really try to um, physically distance myself from things that are going to take me out of that moment or distract me. Yeah. You know, I feel like a lot of people struggle with this, myself included at various times in my life with trying to be everything to everybody, right. Mm -hmm. Rather than kind of showing up for ourselves. And I feel like this is where we can kind of dive into a little more of the self-care topics, but how important is it for us to prioritize self-care and prioritize our needs? And, And what are your favorite ways to do that? I think it's so important if you want to, you know, actually live your life and not just be in this constant state of reaction. Um, I think that it's easy to be in the state of reaction when you have notifications, you have emails. And if you're always available to answer an email, always available to refresh or check something, then we're not actually in charge of our day. And so it's really about finding, taking back your power and knowing that you don't have to answer your email every five minutes. Any boss that thinks that's okay is squashing your own productivity. You know, if you feel like you can't communicate with your manager or whoever, or maybe you're your own boss, we have to learn, we have to train people what to expect from us. And if we're constantly available, then they're just going to expect that. So for um, emails, you know, like I, I feel like email is the biggest time suck. And I feel like we're always trying to crack the code. I'm literally, I've tested a dozen different email apps because I'm obsessed with trying to find ways to not be in my inbox. And it's, it's really hard. You know, like if people are constantly like, Oh, following up, circling back. I'm like, that's fine. You can keep circling back. It's Bumping not this to email the top. I'm like, yeah. stop it. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I am not going to be available to constantly answer emails, even on a daily basis. I really batch them on like twice a week. I know not everyone can have, can do that, especially if you're working for um, somebody else. Yeah. But is there like a happy medium where you only answer your emails from nine to 10 and then you take a break and get into the into like a focus mode where you're uninterrupted and you're really able to make a day in your work. And then maybe you check it again after lunch, you know, like there's different things you can do, but we can't constantly be in this reaction, reactionary state. Um, so I, I am going down a tangent. I feel like I always end up going down an email tangent because it's like, my biggest. no, I love it. I think a lot of people struggle with it. Me. And so do I, I found myself I'm better about it now, but I would wake up and immediately look at my email. My thumb would just go on the app and I had to move the app to another so that I have to swipe through my apps in order to get to it because I'm like, this is not healthy. They don't need to, I I don't need to answer these people right away. It's going to be okay. 
yep. stressful. <laughs> it is stressful. I know. I just feel like part of living and existing in this day and age is constantly finding ways to trick ourselves to not do the thing that these apps are designed to make us mm, do. I know they're working. <laughs> they're working. Yeah. And I think, you know, you're right about teaching people what to expect from us. And even with the text messages and the calls and people are just so demanding of your time right away. Hello. Mm-hmm. Answer like texting me again after I didn't answer. I'm like, I don't have an answer for you. So I'm not going to answer you until I have something productive to say. I don't want to do small talk over yeah. a text message all day. Like I, I, anytime I have like a new friend who I now have like on a text message, I'm, I always warn them, like, I'm not great at responding to texts right away, but I will eventually respond. So yeah. usually it takes me a couple of days. It's just because I get overwhelmed by all the different modes of communication, I can't look at them all. And I, yeah. So I just tell them right away. I might not get back to you right away, but I will eventually. Yeah. I had to do that too. In my DMS, it was overwhelming to try to keep up with everything. And I've gotten to the point, even sometimes with emails, sometimes so bad. I can't believe this myself from five years ago is probably cringing because I would never let this happen, but I'm like, I just can't answer you. I can't, I can't do it all. I delete emails sometimes like without opening them. I do too. I do too. too. It's a new thing where, because I, I never used to be like that, but I have to be honest with myself and I don't have a team. It's just me. And I do a lot of different things on a lot of different platforms. And I'm like, I can't, I can't do it all. Set an away message and let them know you'll be back. That's smart. Five business days. Give yourself a buffer. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. But yeah, you know, it's okay to set boundaries. And like, I love that you're, that you have done such a great job of setting that boundary and not letting yourself sink into that guilt or shame or the need to answer everyone right away, because you're right. This is your life. You are in control of your life. You can't allow other people. It's like giving a universal remote TV remote to everyone and kind of being like, yeah, sure. Just change the channel whenever you're ready. It's like, no, this is your life. Like you can't, can't let everyone, um, yeah. Kind of push you around energetically and demand your time. Yeah. Yeah. So self-care, what does your self-care practice look like? And how do you integrate that into your daily life and your workflow and all the things? I mean, matcha and meditation, to me, those are clutch. I wouldn't be a human being without those two things. (laughs) Um, I really like my morning time. It's really sacred to me. Um, Throughout the pandemic, it got hard to wake up and get out of bed. And when I would slip into these moments of feeling depressed or just feeling like I really can't operate, my routine would be the first thing to go. And so I know that I need my routine to function and feel good, but sometimes it's it's a double-edged sword because if you're feeling down or you're feeling like just, yeah, you don't have the motivation, then I need to lean on, you know, my accountability system. So that's why it's like, I need to pay for that workout. Or I tell my husband, you know, like I'm having a hard time getting out of bed. Can you be that person to get out of bed first and pull me out of bed if I, if you need to. Um, so I really lean on trying to find like community or accountability because I know that I can't just rely on myself at all times because sometimes I'm not feeling up for it. And that's the thing, like our moods and our energy, it's going to ebb and flow. We can't operate the same way every single day and expect ourselves to be able to produce or, um, show up the same way. 
Um, so I really try to approach each day, like the new day that it is and ask myself, how am I feeling in my head and my heart and my body? What's my intention for the day? How, what can I realistically expect myself to do? And I'm also trying to learn how to work more with my cycle because there's times where I'm like super energized and I'm going to create a ton of content because I'm just in the mood to do that. Um, and then there's time where I'm like, I really don't want to be a content creator. And I wish I could just go hide under a rock for a month and create nothing. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just riding the waves and knowing that, um, these things are going to happen and feeling guilty about it. Isn't really going to change anything. So I just, you know, guilt happens, but I, cause you're a human, but, um, it doesn't really impact anything positively. Yeah. Yeah, And I agree. It's so important to understand that everything in life and in nature is, has a cyclical nature and that it does Mm -hmm. ebb and flow and that no two days are ever going to be the same. And we can't expect ourselves to work at the same productivity level. I'm using air quotes guys every (laughs) single day, you know, it's like, important to normalize the fluctuations of productivity and your energy and how much you're showing up or not showing up. And that's why I have the systems that I have in place, because on the days where I really don't want to show up, I have my system to support me so that I'm not always starting from scratch or, you know, like if I create stuff in advance, I'm, you know, on track to still show up and put the things live that I need to Um, but also knowing that sometimes shit happens and sometimes you can't put a video out and no one's going to be upset about that, or no one's going to be that disappointed. No one's really going to even notice. So, um, finding ease in those moments too. Yes. How did you come up with the systems that you have in place now? Did someone teach you or was it just through trial and error? It was definitely through trial and error, but I also have a girl, Lauren, who is the one who introduced me to notion in the first place. Um, and I tried using it and I didn't get it. I felt like it was super overwhelming. It felt like a blank canvas where anything was possible. And that felt really overwhelming. So I kind of pushed it aside for a couple months, but then when I finally gave myself a chance to dig in, I, I literally spent five hours on a Saturday diving into YouTube videos, trying to understand this program. And then it clicked. And that's when I became super obsessed with it. And it's been so much fun creating new templates that work with my brain and being able to create systems that work with the way I work. And um, that's what I really love is making templates for people that they can customize and make their own. And you really never know what's going to work until you take time to utilize it. And then you can change things as you go along. If someone's just starting out, they want to try to create some systems or find their flow. Where would you tell them to start in as far as experimenting with certain systems that might serve them? I think if you want to start creating systems first, just find a digital platform that works for you um, and really lean on it. Because I think sometimes digital virtual stuff can be like a love hate relationship, but a lot of these tools are free, like Google calendar notion. Um, and why not, you know, use it to our advantage to be able to build a second brain. So we're not having to remember everything and, um, to create a system, I'd say like audit your day, kind of figure out like, what are the reoccurring tasks that I'm doing? What are the, um, steps to, 
do this recurring weekly thing that I do? And could you write it down? Could you make a checklist? Like that's the very like first step basic thing that you can do um, is just kind of audit your week and figure out what tasks are like-minded. Can I group those together when I'm in that state of mind? Can I do those types of like-minded tasks in the same time block? Um, there's so many different things, but I think it's it's first auditing what you're currently doing and seeing like where you can streamline and what can you automate, what can you delegate, what can you write down and create a template for so you don't have to keep doing it from scratch every single week. I love that. As soon as we get off this call, I am going to explore Notion. You have a couple of videos about it, right? On your YouTube channel? Yeah, I have um, lots of different videos that talk about you know, how I create content for YouTube, how I plan it, how I track it in a, in a system in Notion. I have a shared template hub where I make free templates that anyone can save and duplicate and use um, because it's hard to know where to start. And so I think starting with someone else's template is a good place to figure out what you like, what you don't like, and then just start to learn how to utilize the tool to make it work for you. Um, so yeah, people can grab my notion shared hub. I can give you that link. Yeah. I'll Um, put it in the show notes. Yeah. And I think starting with free templates is, is just a good idea for anyone to just kind of experiment and decide if notions, the platform for them. And I'm not sponsored by notion, by the way, (laughs) not sponsored guys, (laughs) literally not. I wish Literally, I wish. <laughs> That'd be a, it sounds like it'd be a really aligned partnership. Okay, so tell yeah. me about Simplify and Thrive. Simplify and Thrive is an intentional lifestyle course, and it's hosted in Notion simply just because I think what it's easier. What do you easier. know? No, just yeah. <laughs> well, I decided to put it in there because um, a lot of the tools and this and the systems that I'm implementing in the course are just much easier to do when it's when it's in Notion, and it makes sense when you get in there. It's kind of hard to explain it on a podcast, but yeah. Um, essentially simplify and thrive is all about helping you create more time, space, and energy for what matters most to you. And that we go through, um, five different modules from your mindset, your routines, your productivity, um, your finances. I don't remember the last one. <laughs> I have to like look at the page. Uh, but th- there's just so many different, um, areas of life that I have figured out for, me, what works and what's in my toolbox. I'm just sharing those, um, processes, tips, ideas, systems, templates. I'm sharing all that with people to help them try to find and create their own intentional lifestyle, um, while leaning on technology that can really just change the game for their productivity. I love that. That sounds like something I need. (laughs) I might have to to send you an email about that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about the homebodies. How did that come about? What is that? What's going on with that? Give us all the deets. There's uh, so much that's transitioning right now, actually. So the homebodies is my online shop and it started out as like a low waste concept shop for home goods, um, just different products that can help you create a cozy, intentional life. Um, and it's really going to start to shift over the next couple months because I'm actually redesigning my personal blog, Omen the City. It's going away. There's no Omen the City after February 25th. It's going to wow. be Jules. Yeah, it's going to be JulesAcre.com. Um, and all of the different 
offerings that I have it will be so much more clear on that website. Um, but the home bodies is going to also shift into a destination for um, basically all the different things that I talk about on YouTube. It's going to be a shop for you to dive deeper and be able to download like digital things and cool. purchase templates, um, digital journals, physical journals and planners and just so many different products and stuff that I haven't really announced, but we're working on it. It's, it's in a transition, but I'm excited. I'm excited for you. That's so funny. (laughs) I'm working on a planner right now too. I feel like us Ah. people that love organization and planning and all that stuff. That's just such a fun thing for us to work on. Isn't it? Totally. And there's creating our own. There's so many different planners out there and they, and I love that because everyone's brain works differently. Like I could buy five different planners and still want more. (laughs) Totally. Same. I'm like, I like every, I like to do a few different planners. I like to do a few different journals, a few different calendars. I like to see things in a few places. So I'm excited to see what you come up with. You always have such cute home wares too. So it made sense when I saw (laughs) that you were doing that. I was like, that makes sense. She's always got cute stuff going on over there. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. So what else are you working on? Where can everyone find you? Yeah. Um, well, I'm pretty much just heads down focused on the rebrand and redesign Mm -hmm. and then pivoting home bodies. And, um, most of my content creation energy goes into my YouTube channel. That's where I feel the most fulfilled and happy. So, um, that's where my main content is. Um, so yeah, I'd say follow me or subscribe on YouTube. And that's a wrap on another episode of the Yoga Inspired Life podcast. I hope you got something valuable from it and feel empowered to take inspired action. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending time with me today. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I loved creating it, then please subscribe and leave a review. And if you know of anyone that would benefit from the podcast, I would love it if you would share it with them. I always say that we rise by lifting others, and this is a totally independent podcast, so every little bit of support truly means so much to me. If you're looking for more, let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at Shayla Quinn. I hope you have an amazing week. Thank you again for listening, and I'll catch you next week.